got in here, we'll be looking in the bag in a moment. I'm not going to have to, we will hear from the Bible. Um, but it's going to be done slightly differently today. So, Cool, today we're going to be looking at three areas. Uh, what the church is likened to in the Bible. Number two, how people in the church can be different from each other. And number three, how we can make the most of those differences under the same God. So as you may remember, I've been doing a bit of a series when I've been preaching, um, and it's been on the United Reformed Church, Swanley. So we've done the United and the Swanley part, and today is the church part, and we're going to be looking at what the Bible says about that. Um, and I really hope that God will speak to you through this. In the back of your chairs, you'll see that there's a card if you want to write notes on that. I find that that's a really helpful way to help me just recall uh, what, um, what God's been saying to me through different sermons and through the whole, through the worship, through all different means. So normally I've brought along visitors and today is no different. Today I've got Emily in my bag. Can we... Um, can we, Emily's a bit shy, should we, should we see if we can call Emily and, and get Emily to come out? And Emily, Emily, go on, oh, maybe, do you think louder? Uh, well, that was just you by yourself, em, that was good, that was good. Emily, Emily, oh, got a foot, try again, try again. Oh, I forgot. Emily's actually quite scared of loud noises. We've got to whisper. Oh, that was good. Emily, Emily, Emily. Oh, here she is. Hello, everybody. Are you still a little bit scared? Oh. So, Emily, what are you going to be telling us about? You've got a challenge for everybody. Okay, what's that? So, the older people in the chairs, there should be little slips of paper, and some of them have got red on them. And if you've got one near you, and there's nobody sitting on it, that's your one. Now, you're going to be reading that. We're doing the Bible readings differently today. So, if you're not happy reading out loud, then find somebody else who will make eye contact with you. I can guarantee they'll stop doing that quite quickly. Cool. Now, there's, there's more. There's more. Emily says, in the windows, the young people might be able to see some, yes, pick one to bring up, and I'm going to need an adult helper to stick these on, on here. Adult helper, anybody. Oh, curse, curse, be come to rescue me. If you want to flip the chart over, I didn't want to. No, I've not got glue. It's the blue tack here. That's it. Just flip that over. Ruben, can you see any in? I think Emily's pointing to some. There's some in the windows. They're all in the windows. There's different cards. Bring them on up. Bring one at a time. And then if you find, and then to give everybody a chance to find some. Come on, Anno. She's looking at you. I don't know if she bites. Okay, good. Cool. So, so we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna match them up. Do you remember last time we did this, Kirsty? Yeah, yeah. 
the, um, <laughs> it turned out that we made a lovely jigsaw and it was really hard to put back together again. <laughs> it took quite a while. We'd only put down two minutes in the service. Right, okay, have we got all of the bits? I can see another bit. And Emily's pointing, yes. Oh, Peter, you might have to come up at this rate. Oh, yeah, you've got it, yes. Are you pleased with that, Emily? Oh, yeah, it's just coming along nicely. The blue one is different to the red one, so you might want to... Why don't you try and put your bits together if you're waiting in the queue? Can you see? Yeah. We've got some different bits happening here. Cool. And if I can ask the people with the Bible verses to come up, please. Yeah. Oh, the people who have been... Br the brave people. Yes. Are you impressed, Emily? Yeah, she loves that. You're doing very well. Cool. So we're going to try and work out this Bible, Bible verses, and they should match these. So can I have all the red people in one pile and all the blue people in another pile? Not, not, not facially red and blue. Um, okay, and okay, if we can have all the red, red people talking first. It doesn't matter what order, no, because they're all different bits from the Bible. So this is our Bible reading, just doing it a bit differently. Verses from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Verse from 2 Corinthians 6:18. I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Okay, so that's another clue as to what our red one down here might mean. If you can see the red one, that should be another clue as to what our red one is about. And I'll be asking questions about what the theme of the red and the blue are. So we've got our next red one. Stretching out his hands towards his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of the Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Mm, I hope we're starting to see a bit of a theme happening here. Now you're getting the, the idea. Okay. Um, this is Gal chapter 6, verse 10. As we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Cool, excellent. So, anybody see any similarities, anything that links to the picture down here? What is the church like? Oh, I heard it over, well done, she's, yeah, I know, yeah, she's a good one, I know. Family. So um, the church should be like a family, a household. Sometimes the family's getting on really well together. Sometimes, you know, stuff happens in families, doesn't it? But yeah, we're a family. We're all stuck with each other, guys. So uh, yeah, the blue people, please. Red people, thank you very much. You may, you may retire. Well done, everybody. Um, this one is 1 Peter 2, verse 5. You yourself like living stones are being built 
up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Cool, thank you. So um, being mindful of that, try and work out how that relates to the blue picture down here. Right, well, I've got three verses, 1 Peter 2, 6-7, Isaiah 28, 16, and Psalm 118, 22. Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Cool. They're really powerful verses, aren't they? Yeah. Okay, the, the scripture is 1 Corinthians verse six, chapter 6, verse 19. It says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. Cool, thank you. Hopefully it's starting to click into place where I'm going with this. And the last one from 1 Corinthians 3, verses 16 to 17. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy and that you are that temple. Cool. Thank you very much, everybody. Do you want to grab a chair? Um, so what is the theme there then? Anybody can see the theme of the Bible verses linking to the picture? What is the church like? What does God say church is like? Is that a hand up or just a kind of stretch, Joseph? Okay. Hey, well done. It's a temple. We're a temple. We're a building all together. So can you see down on the blue one? That's a picture of um, the temple. So especially in the Old Testament, the temple was particularly important. So, you've got something else, haven't you? Yeah, okay, cool. Right, Emily's got a little job for the young people. If any of the young people would like to go over, you need to take your parents with you, because um, um, Kirsty will start you off on something, um, but you might need your parents' help for that. So you remain the responsibility of your parents, unless you're a bit older. I know you're old enough to go by yourself, I think. Cool. Okay, so you're, you're going to go, yeah, you're going away for a second now, aren't you? Okay, cool. There we go. Ah, lovely. I'll just leave. It's not animal cruelty or anything, don't worry. Cool, if I could have up the PowerPoint, that would be fantastic. Cool. I believe it or not, I drew this. I know, I know. Art GCSE. Um, this is us guys. I don't know which one is me right now. I don't know which one is you, but we are all part of a building, aren't we? We're all part of that temple that we just looked at. And um, if you've been to this church a few times, you might have heard Graham Heppel speak. And he talks, um, something he keeps saying is that unity is not uniformity. The stones um, in the building are not the same, but they are unified in making a building. And um, I'm a bit scared of doing this session, to be honest, because it's involving my Holy Spirit filters. A lot of this stuff is not directly in the Bible, and I'm a bit nervous about that, but it is something that I feel that the Holy Spirit has laid on my heart to speak to you about. I can't carry on because you can't see, you just have to imagine. Um, 
you know, as we go about the world, we look for, for God to speak to us. And I think that this chimes with biblical principles that we can take into everyday life. So I hope that you'll indulge me um, just for 10 minutes. It's only going to be 10 minutes. So. Um, but I really hope that this helps us to apply what the Bible is saying. That's what I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to get us to stretch our minds, to think differently, to, to apply those things where Paul says, you know, uh, you know, you, go, you ladies get on with each other and love each other and stuff like that. So if I can have the next slide, please. But, so it does come with a health warning. We um, should not, can you guess, what should we not do? What's this word? What's this word here? Pigeon. Pigeon. Gentleman over here got it in wine. Yeah, we're not doing charades as well, but, it, you know, well done. Um, so as we look at different personality types, we should be really careful of not pigeonholing ourselves or others, um, but we should be appreciating one another, and we should be very careful uh, not to judge one another. And that'll, you'll see what I mean in a second about that. I want to... Uh, the other health warning uh, I've taken from this word for today. I love this, these word for today's, don't you? They just sometimes speak to you really powerfully. So this is the warning about not judging one another. I dreamed death came the other night and heaven's gates swung wide. With kindly grace an angel ushered me inside. And there to my astonishment stood folks I'd known on earth. Some I judged and labelled as unfit or of little worth. Indignant words rose to my lips, but never were set free. For every face showed stunned surprise. No one was expecting me. So as we look at this, we're looking uh, to be gracious. We're looking uh, to use this as a, these things, these two different things I'm going to talk to you about as tools to be gracious, not to judge one another but to look carefully at ourselves and think about how we relate to each, other's, uh, each other. So if I can have the next slide, please. It's funny, I can't see Vanessa's head. <laughs> just, just, oh, hello. <laughs> um, so this is um, the DISC model. So, um, and it's from a book called Do It or Ditch It. It's also quite um, popular if you uh, have a little search around. It's quite a well-known um, model for looking at different personality types. So it's helpful as we try to work out how do we, how do we be that building together? How do we relate to one another? So um, if you can't see this very well, we've got the D um, in a grid. There's four things in a grid, and you've got D for decisive, I for influencing, S for steady, and C for compliant. And they form the word, the beginning letters form the word disc. At the top, you've got the people who are outgoing, so the extroverts, and the, down the bottom, the C and the S people tend to be more reserved, okay? On the left, you've got the people who are really task-orientated, want to get things done, want to have a task list, and then you've got the lovely people on the I and the S side, and they're really peoply people. They want to uh, get along well and, and know how to, um, you know, make the team work. So we can be a mix ourselves. If you're trying to work out where you go on there, you might be a bit C, a bit S. So you might be a CS, or you might be a bit of everything, which is great. You know, you've got, you're multi-able to communicate with lots of different kinds of people. And also, it can depend what role you're doing. So, um, you know, if you're doing your tax return, you might need to be more down the CS side than the DI side sort of thing. 
So let's look at what each of these personality types can bring to the church. Next slide, please. Yeah, that's it. So uh, D style, that's a decisive person. They're competitive decision makers. They tell it like it is and ex like explanations to be brief and to the point. They don't always take account of other people's feelings. So D people can bring a lot to the church, can't they? We need people to be decisive sometimes. We did first aid training the other day, and if somebody collapsed right now, you wouldn't want somebody um, kind of, oh, what should we do? Do you think we should, oh, what, you know, this or that? You would want them to be decisive, wouldn't you? You want them to say, right, okay, we're going to phone 999, we're going to start doing all of the things that we learned about yesterday, which was a fantastic session, by the way. Uh, I style is the next one on the slides. Um, yep, excellent. I suppose I can look down here, can't I? Uh, <laughs> clever. Um, it's almost like it was designed. Uh, so I style, often creative and great at starting things, but not always finishing them. They are friendly, flamboyant, and enthusiastic. So again, this, these people will bring to the church that ability to start a new project off, won't they? But maybe they'll need to be teamed up with somebody who might continue the project. And an S style, a steady person. They like a clarity of purpose. They prefer to complete one task at a time and like to see things through to completion. They're great listeners and team players. They need time to adapt to change and seek reassurance. They prefer routine and security. So for our regular roles at church, these are fantastic people that we need to harness, aren't they? We want to have these people on our rotors. They're great, aren't they? C-style, compliance. C-styles are con uh, quality conscious and like things to be right and as good as they can be. They may be slower to make decisions because they require adequate information before taking action. So what do we do with this information? When we're thinking about how we communicate with one another, we might want to think about how we just communicate in one way because we're a certain personality type. But actually, we might need to have a different way to communicate with people who are a different personality type to us. So um, we've got the adapt your style. So imagine that we had a leak in the roof out there um, and the D style might go ahead and kind of dum, 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 dum. right, we've got a leak, let's get a loan and we're going to fix the leak, it's an emergency, there's water pouring through. And that's great, isn't it? We, we need a bit of that, it's an emergency. But the S kind of person will want to know useful information, like, well, how much is the uh, interest rate on that loan? How long is the loan going to go on for? Are we going to bankrupt our church because we've, we've dealt with that loan? So hopefully you can see how those both those two different personality types can complement each other and how the D style person needs to have some of their facts together before speaking to the S person potentially or to say to the S person, okay, I think we need to do this, but can you help me get those facts? Can you see how that those two different personality types can work peacefully together in our church to help further the church, yeah? So the second uh, bit that I want to talk about is from uh, this book. I don't know if anybody's read it. You probably can't even see the title because it's really like in the background. It's called Quiet. Um, and it's got a 
subtitle as well, The Power of Introverts in a World that Can't Stop Talking. So this was recommended to me. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> you might be surprised how introverted some people are who come across as extroverted, actually. When you read this book, it's fantastic. Um, and again, I'm reading this, asking Holy Spirit to speak to me, asking Holy Spirit to like, remind me of things that I need in the moment so that I can get on with other people who are different to me, you know? So um, in the book, uh, the author talks about um, an example from marriage. And uh, it's Greg and Emily are the two people. And Greg is vivacious. She w uses the words ebullient as well. Oh, no need to look that one up. He's vivacious and he's extrovert. And uh, Emily loves the way that she is when she's with him. You know, he makes her feel alive. He loves that. But it's one of those ones where opposites attract, and Emily is an introvert. And what Greg loves about Emily is that she's real. He makes her feel like there's that anchor of love that's really real that, that you maybe don't get with somebody who's probably more like him, actually. So there's that great love there. And hopefully we have that in our church, don't we? Hopefully we really love and appreciate each other's differences. But the two have been arguing. Greg loves to have weekly, large-scale, invite-everyone-around dinner parties on a Friday night. And Emily, on a Friday night, just wants to be at home with Greg. She's had a busy week at work, surrounded by people. And to try and resolve this, negotiating the number of parties isn't a great solution, actually. Because it's like saying, how often would you like your teeth pulled? every other week or every week, you know, it's not the best solution. So when they argue, Greg starts saying things like, you're just antisocial, you don't care, you're not thinking of me. Whilst Emily avoids conflict, so she gets quieter and more withdrawn. Greg feels that this is a sign that he's not loved. She doesn't want to engage with his problems. So then it just becomes a sort of a vicious circle of her avoiding him more and him getting louder and louder and more angry, which makes her get... And you can see how they're getting further apart. The book suggests some different things to help. Uh, what, if, what if Greg can keep his temper? What if he can be more encouraging in his words? Maybe he can consider whether the issues that he's discussing are that important. For Emily, she can try to engage in the meaning of Greg's feelings, even if the delivery is angry. Is there something in his words that if she can ignore the anger, there's something useful in there? Sometimes she might need to tell Greg when his anger is not, is not okay and not helpful, but she needs to engage. So what was the solution in the book? Using um, these insights, um, they looked not at the number of the parties, but the format of the parties. By moving dinner parties into small groups, instead of everybody at the same table, it meant that Emily could have her small-scale, in-depth discussions that was more her kind of style. Whereas Greg could be around the coffee table, telling his stories and being the kind of person at the front. 
that then meant that they could talk about how often um, those, those dinner parties actually happened. So, um, there was one other bit I was going to say. Yeah, I'm really intrigued by this way of recognizing our personality types and considering how we can think of ourselves with sober judgment, as the Bible says, being careful of our weaknesses and seeking to communicate with others in a way that's helpful to them to seek solutions. I'm just wondering about, um, yeah, the next slide, please. I might link this into our testimonies later just because of time. Although the, the young people are being fantastic today, actually. Um, I was going to ask, how can we get on with one another as a church? Um, I will leave that to testimony time where you can talk about how God has spoken to you sometime about how, how you can relate to other people. But um, if we bring up the next slide, here are some thoughts that I had about how do we get on well with one another. So if you've read the Five Languages of Love Christian book, uh, I'd highly recommend that. It's a similar idea about how we deal with different personality types. And these were just some ideas that I had. So, um, you know, you can pick and, you can, not pick and choose, but ask the Holy Spirit, you know, which one of these are you highlighting for me? Be thoughtful of one another and try and different ways that people react. Be slow to judge, slow to become angry, just as God is. See each other as part of our family. See the bigger goal. We are here to worship God, to outreach to others. We can get caught up in so much stuff, can't we? Forgiving others. Don't assume that people are out to get you and don't be out to get others. And there's more than one way to do things. Um, don't needlessly control. So those are some of the things that I've been, that God's been highlighting to me. So I would like the last slide, please. Um, sometimes you go away and people go, oh, how was church? You go, oh, that was a nice, yeah, they did a good song. I knew that song. What have you actually learned? So this is the service in one minute. We praised God through song. We talked about what the church is likened to, the temple, household, and family. No, it's that bit there. Um, we looked at people in the church and beyond and how they can be different from each other and how we can make the most of those differences under the same God. But if all you go away with today is one verse, this is it. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Oh, hang on a minute, people. I think, I think I feel a bit of a, bit of a, oh. <laughs> Emily, you can talk. <laughs> Emily, you just needed the right conditions, didn't you? You just needed the right conditions to have your voice heard as well. Oh, Emily says it's time to make some noise. Let's, get, let's do a song, shall we? Oh, oh, Emily, I don't know if, I don't know if you're going to add to the music. Would you, like the, would you like Emily to join your group worship band? <laughs> I think another week, okay? I don't know if they're quite ready for you yet. Okay, yes. Okay, we'll see you later then. Bye-bye. Oh, <laughs> another little one.